my uh, neighbor across the street is making me dinner tonight and I requested taquitos and it's going to be delicious. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes. Let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we've got a release date for WandaVision. Oh, kind of a double-edged sword there, but it's nice to have a date. I'll take the W for WandaVision. Uh, The Umbrella Academy finally officially gets that third season that they were alluding to there. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't have been nervous, but I mean, it's Netflix. That season three, yeah, everything. Grab. Every I saw like so many articles about Netflix canceling anything with two seasons this week. I'm like, uh, um, <laughs> get ready for a new Justice League trailer this week. Oh, uh, what else mm-hmm. could they possibly show us? Uh, I don't know, and more. Uh, isn't it so funny the concept of getting a trailer for a movie that's already been out? That's just funny to me. Oh yeah, well, we talked last week. They pulled the trailer down. Because of music rights issues. I'm like, you'd okay. think they would have thought that out, right? Like, I mean, how many times has Zack Snyder used the song Hallelujah in his properties? I uh, figured it had perpetual rights, but they're going to they're gonna work something out with that. We'll figure it he out. Pulls up his, uh, he pulls up his music library software, and he just searches for things tagged gospel. He's yeah. just like, I really want to beat people over the head that when Superman is dragged out of that crater uh, on a crucifix, that people know I'm really literally referencing the Bible. And it's just like, we get it, Zach. We all get exactly what you're doing. You're not impressing me. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely going to be something we figure out as we go i don't i don't know how to put it i'm just this it's a weird place chris hard hard transition here uh we're living in the next gen specifically you well we're technically in the current gen but the next (laughs) next generation of consoles yeah um take a drink here um so this week um the xbox series x and s and the playstation 5 all came out and, and um, shipped, hit doors if you were lucky enough to get one. Yes, and I was. I was lucky enough to get the Xbox. Uh, it took off a couple days because I thought I'd come in, you know, when they released. But they're like, no, we're going to ship it to you two days after release. <sighs> Bastards. Mike was there for this whole journey of, of me, like, not knowing where this thing was, it was going. It was a lot of screenshots of Chris's, uh, of Chris's like, uh, online account of just, like, is it coming? Is it here? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's somewhere. Uh, when will it get here? We don't know yet. So we'll... But we fi- it finally got here. So I, I spent um, Thursday evening, Friday evening, a little bit of yesterday playing uh, Xbox Series X. And what is interesting about this new generation is it's not one of those, like, it, it, they went with the motto for Xbox, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Um, the interface is the same. The games, all of the old ones work on this one. Some have upgrades. Uh, I played... One of the newest launch games um, that's on regular Xbox One and series is the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the the Norse Viking mythology Assassin's Creed. And um, I've missed probably, out of the 12 games that are out, I've only played maybe three of them, (laughs) Assassin's (laughs) Creed. But I will tell you, this game is really, really fun. Um, You know, um, you get to use... um, uh, a raven uh, as you're like it's called Odin sight so you can like see what this raven flying above you sees so you can like scope out your land before you go because these levels are huge um, and and the the graphical prowess on it's pretty pretty good um, pretty pretty good there's a lot to do I got lost in this dice game that was kind of like Yahtzee I was playing <laughs> with some dude I'm like this isn't even the real game uh, so so is um so. On your Xbox, was uh, Assassin's Creed considered next gen? Because I know we're on this like line yeah. of just like, was the game really next gen, or was a new console coming out so they buffed it so it would be a next gen but also be on last gen? Is there anything purely next gen Series X exclusive right now? Uh, no, there's not. So that's okay. that's one of the things you know. Even the one of the launch titles they were saying you know, was going to be Halo, right? Mm-hmm. It still works on both consoles. Xbox has really taken uh, this approach called. Um, um, smart delivery. Uh, so if you have a game on the Xbox One and the, the the publisher made a new generation version of it or upgrades for that game, you instantly get that download when you put the game in and you're playing this next generation enhanced version. 
so I could not tell you what the Assassin's Creed Valhalla is missing on my Xbox One, but I can go play it on my Xbox One absolutely no problem, which is really cool, right? Like, I can, yeah, I can go back and forth. Uh, especially for families, if you have, like, a digital download and, like, four Xboxes, like, or, or two or three Xboxes with your kids, they can all play, right? Like, pretty, pretty easily. Um, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla had an update. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite with my friends, and this has been the, the best one, I think, to tell the differences is. Like, it's subtle differences right now, because it's still launch week, but, like, there are clouds in the sky when you drop out of the, the bus now. And you can't see the ground until you bust through those clouds. Uh, which is not on the old generations. Uh, so I was sending screenshots and videos to my <laughs> friends who were playing on the older ones. Because, again, I'm on an Xbox Series X. My friend Brian is on an Xbox One. Um, and my other friends, Adam and Greg, they're on PlayStation 4s. So it's fun to know that we're all playing the same game, at different graphical fidelities across generations. Yeah, just a little bit more buff. That's hacks, yeah. Chris. Yeah. You paid to win. You paid. You got those extra pixels, so you're able to aim better, mm-hmm. and that's why, you, that's why you're beating the noobs oh. on the slower consoles. Exactly. And then the last thing, um, I didn't put it in here, but actually um, Borderlands 3 got one of these updates, right? Um, I picked it up whenever Redbox was selling off all their video games, so I have a disc mm-hmm. version of it. I popped in the disc. It's like, hey, you have the Xbox Series X. Would you like to get the Series X enhanced download? So I said, yes. Um, this game used to take over two minutes to load into the first level or whatever level I was in. It mm-hmm. does it in 20 seconds. Nice. Um, so whenever everyone's like, you know, is it mind-blowing? Is it is it uh, so many changes? It's not, but it's like the quality of life improvements that matter. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's a strange time. We got these brand new consoles, but nothing is really out there flexing uh, on these consoles yet. Like it'll it'll be a little while until there's a real console exclusive that you can't get anywhere else. That's you know using all of the mm-hmm. little intricacies of the platform. So it is kind of weird. It's like I, I feel like there should be more fanfare, but like you said, if if Halo would have came with it, I think it'd be a different story. But now everybody like not even everybody can get these consoles yet. So. I feel like it won't be until probably spring next year when this yeah. kind of really kind of heats up. Yeah, exactly. And they start making those exclusive games um, that, that that you know aren't back and forth. But I also at the same time I feel it's cool because you know I'm not I'm not missing out with people who don't have a, a new X. I don't have to go back to my original Xbox One to play with my friends who who only have the Xbox One, right? Like yeah. I, everyone can play together. Yeah, uh, I mean I'm not missing out on I think one of the biggest titles that dropped yeah. this week because I have like I don't even have a PlayStation Four Pro. I just had the PlayStation Four Slim, which yeah. is just like the old architecture, you know. Yeah. So the other thing uh, I've been playing this week, uh, this and and my Mike too is Spider Man Miles Morales. Yeah. Which was kind of touted. Everyone's like, oh, you got to get a PlayStation Five to play this. You don't. You can play it on a PlayStation Four just fine. And uh, that's what we've both been doing. I've been playing out my my Spider-Man 1 PlayStation 4 Pro, the themed one, Mm -hmm. and you on your Slim. And uh, I've not beat the game yet, but I sunk a lot more time into this game than I have on my Xbox. (laughs) Yeah, you saying it, you haven't beat it yet, makes it sound like you've put quite a bit of of mileage on it. Miles, Uh, if you will. (laughs) Quite a bit of miles on it. Yeah, I I don't know exactly how far I'm into it yet, uh, but I've put a couple hours into it. So I've gotten my feet. Uh, but yeah. man, it, it's fun. It has a really great opening kind of segment where I, I you know, I don't want to spoil anything because I think it's a fun game and there's not yeah. really a whole lot to, to uh, give away at the moment, at least to, to where I'm in the game. But you know, there's like a sinister six boss battle at the beginning that has a really fun set piece where mm-hmm. you're going through one of these interiors where you don't usually get to visit interiors through the main map. So that's, you know, for special kind of like boss battles. So that was fun. And you get to kind of like learn your venom powers. And I don't know about you, you might be able to speak more to it since you told me you just fini- finished beating Spider-Man 2018. What did you say on Ultimate? Is yes. That the difficulty you finished it on? Yes. So Wednesday, um, I, I, I a year or so ago, I started whenever Spider-Man released the new game plus mode, right? Like mm-hmm. you go back and play with your upgrades from the start. I'm like, well, if I have all my upgrades, I can boost up the the um, the difficulty. So I beat it on Ultimate like what Wednesday, I think, before this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what you're going to ask, but these feel like different games. Like no. it, very much different characters. Yeah, I was gonna say even down to the cinematics, I felt like the editing and just the style stylization of the cinematics were just more engaging. So well, I felt like everything just everything about the Spider-Man 2018 game that you loved, I feel like just got even better in this mm-hmm. game. Like you got these new mechanics with Miles having different powers. I yeah. just got his camo ability, yep. and that'll tell you where I'm at in the game. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he has this new Venom power. So it's just adding more stuff to oh. the game. Like, you're just getting more. Nothing's been taken away from you. And another thing I was going to ask you, it seems like you're starting this game off with more abilities than what where you started in the previous Spider-Man game. Because I feel like I didn't have the ability to kind of launch and do some web zips possibly at the very beginning of the game. It seemed like you kind of picked those up a little along the way. So they really kick you. They really, uh, you, you hit the ground running with this one a lot more. Yeah, it, it's very interesting because there's also a scaled back upgrade system um, where, you know, there's not as many abilities. So you, you, the way you're putting points in is a little different. Um, I think he's got three abilities, right? Invisibility, his Venom Shock, and then there's like... Um, I forget what the other one is, um, but there's three of them. And then the way you upgrade your other like s- speed zip abilities, you go actually beat um, little, little, little tests across the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's, and I agree. I don't know if the cinematics are better. I feel like it is, but I will tell you the music in this game makes it feel so much more oh, alive. Yeah. Um, if you take miles um, into the spider verse movie, right? Grab that mm-hmm. uh, vibe and aesthetic. And then also grab, um, you know, the, the regular, you know, I guess Spider-Man universe and put it together. And this just nails it perfectly. Like it is so fun to hear this, the, the music and they, they really grabbed in the end of that Spider-Verse stuff and just embraced wow. it. But he still feels standalone and different because he's in this game yeah. universe. And on top of that, since they have this world already built, being able to add the snow aesthetic i love it it just feels like a totally different time because it is you know we got it here in the winter and it just feels great it, uh, it feels cozy and i mean like uh, i it, like i know everybody kind of has like different opinions on like big cities in new york and stuff but you know growing up watching like home alone you know especially mm-hmm. the second one where he goes to new york city like that opening kind of a level has you like going through like a new york mall with like decorations and stuff and i was like this is great like this is exactly the the time of the year to be yeah. playing this game i'm just having a blast it, and and it's just i can't like i i love this it's such a good pick up and play game because that's kind of how my gameplay style is i don't really settle in for long sessions anymore i like to play for like maybe an hour at max and go on and do something else and maybe come back and this game is perfect for pick up and play yeah what's cool is since i played the other one you know i was very familiar with that new york where i was where i was going in the 2018 spider-man game with the snow and the small changes, uh, you know, less leaves, you know, skinny, uh, you know, bare trees, it feels like a whole new town and a whole new map. And mm-hmm. it is the same. You look at it, you see the layout's the same. You don't actually have to, um, thankfully, go unlock the map as you go in this one. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're like, oh, I already know what New York looks like. I don't have to go unlock parts of New York again because that would just be repetitive. So everything feels different. The, the side missions, I don't know how many you've played of those, like the ones you find on the street or using the really cool Spider-Man app in this game feel longer. You're not just going to like, Oh, you know, stop this car, then go back to that person. There's like multi points along the way to make these feel more fleshed out. And like the city's alive and the people are there. Um, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check out a few uh, a few more of those. Uh, I, I think it's kind of funny that uh, obviously they're saving. Uh, uh, expanding the city for like the next proper sequel. I think they've already stated, or at least it's very strong rumors that Brooklyn is going to be available in the next Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, really increase the map. I, I just thought it was kind of funny that Miles is from Brooklyn, but they had to move him to Harlem to make him set in the game map that they've already made. So I was like, oh, that's funny. He's waxing poetically about like Brooklyn, but like we can't go there. So I just yeah. found that kind of funny. Yeah, it, it this game does not feel like a next generation up date game which is you know kind of sad and i'm sure it would look a little better on that but at the same time like it feels familiar with the 2018 spider-man which is awesome at the same time because they're both just great games uh if if you don't have a playstation 4 i recommend finding a cheap one this holiday and and giving these things a go because they're worth it yeah I feel like uh, the only the only two downsides that I can pick up right now, just to be just to be fair, uh, they just kind of seem more to be decisions because the core gameplay is great. I mean, obviously, uh, the new model for Peter Parker is just so odd <laughs> in context of Miles. Like there's scenes at the beginning of the game where they're right next to each other with their masks off. 
Peter is uh, uh, doling out advice, being a mentor, and like Miles looks older than the yeah. new character model. Like it doesn't even; it just looks like a kid. It looks like a college kid. Miles is talking to a high school kid, and it's just like it's such a bad decision. But like I don't put that on the game developers at all. I feel like that's an executive. That's somebody at Sony who's crossing well, bridges and like trying to like you know flesh out their Spider-Man wallet by putting a new face well, on them. It, so. it wasn't that. Uh, even the developers did come and say like this face model matches the voice actor better so then they they capture the voice actor's face with the thing it moves better than the other one did but but, well i i i I disagree as well but the developers did come and say this is why we made this decision but it after playing 2018 and then following immediately up with this and seeing this new Peter Parker, I'm like, I hate it. I hate it so bad. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm not letting it detract from the game, like you said. Yeah, luckily it's a very miles-forward game, so you don't have to deal with it that much. Uh, the only other thing that was a little detrimental, I would say, to the story is, like I just said, I just kind of picked up the, the camouflage ability, and not long before that, you get you get the iconic suit that you see on the cover of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So at the very beginning of the game, you're in a proto Spider-Man suit, and then you move to a slightly more refined spider suit, but you're still very much in the Spider-Man colors. But it kind of almost looks like the Halloween costume that you see Miles have in the Spider-Verse movie. So I kind of see what they're going for there because, you know, he's he's finally like going off on his own learning how to be Spider-Man. And then the narrative of the game is telling you you're going to earn your next suit. There's going to be a big character development in the game, and you're going to get that slick black suit that you see on the front of your box art. But actually, depending on your pre-order bonus and what you've unlocked, you can change your suit right away. So, like, you can change out from that little Halloween suit to a polished, like, black and white suit. Or I don't know if it was a pre-order bonus or if it's just in the game for anybody, but I could put on the Spider-Verse movie suit right away. So that's what I ran almost all the game with until I got the the cover suit because it is a pre-order bonus for those. But yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, I guess, you know, you know, give power to the players, give them the control, but I feel like they should have locked off the suit options until you got that yeah. iconic suit. Because from a narrative point of view, I felt like it really undercut unlocking that suit because I was just like, dude, I can like unlock, I can put on four suits before this one. It doesn't mm-hmm. really make any sense to me. But, you know, it's just kind of a little bit more of a story nitpick, but like, man. If you like the other Spider-Man game, you're going to have nothing but fun with this. You have the entire map at your yeah. disposal, brand new themes. It's great. New it, gameplay, new it, new mechanics. You yeah, have to I, re- I'm, I'm loving it. You have to rethink. I mean, again, coming fresh off the other one, I had to rethink how I was playing because Miles' moveset is way different. Uh, and he, um, just, just a point for everybody. He takes more damage than the other Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, I'm very weak in some of these moments where I'm like, I need to be watching my health more. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the other one I could with Spider-Man, I could like zip around a little faster. He's a little more agile. Miles more of a brawler. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely a fun, fun journey. I'm, I'm, I recommend it to anyone who has, yeah. it. I mean, and it's, I feel, it's an easy, easy, easy yeah. handoff. Yeah. I feel no, no guilt talking this far about Spider-Man. Cause how often do we get to talk about a superhero video game yeah. on this show? It doesn't happen too often. Yeah. So yeah, well, I lo- it's only the second <laughs> superhero video game this year that blew up a bridge. Let's just yeah, let's uh, just, yeah. I guess that's true. Let's just put yeah, it I just like I know people talk about that meme all the time in like superhero movies, but I'm just like, man, they're blowing up bridges all the time in these Spider-Man games. The 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 uh, the bridge fares must be off the charts to uh, to offset the cost of superheroes and villains in the cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. How long does it take to fix these bridges? That's got to be months, if not years, of people not being able to get in Manhattan. Yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, the other thing is the the one of the characters in this, the Krieger character. Um, by the way. Mm-hmm. I had to look up the voice actor. It's Troy Baker who voices um, Bruce Banner in the Avengers game as well. Um, oh, that's why it sounded familiar. Yeah, I thought it sounded like Nathan Fillion. I was like, is that Nathan Fillion <laughs> voicing this? Nathan, you in my game? Yeah, and then I'm like, his face doesn't line up with this face, so that developer thing doesn't line up at all. They're talking yeah, about this. come on, people. But it, but it does look like Troy Baker, so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> shit, they got it. So anyway... That's 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 the video games. If you guys um questions about the Series X, you want to know anything, let me know. I will tell you it is a fast son of a bitch of a console. It is stupidly <laughs> fast and I'm like I can't believe it, it it's just to go back to that. I t- someone's like, "Well, why did you get it if it's not that, you know, if it's the same interface, same games?" I'm like, "Well, it's like when you buy a laptop, right? You don't buy a laptop so you can only run exclusive programs on that laptop. You run it so you can run all the old programs you had better." Uh, and then they will add new stuff later. So I'm like, that's kind of the upgrade path, but either way, and Spider-Man 
fantastic. As Mike would say, chef's kiss to, <laughs> to that. So there you go. Uh, what else have you been watching up to? I want to... I want to get to this last one here because I mean you've got some other stuff, but this last <laughs> yeah, one is been, I've been waiting, yeah, been, I've been sitting on this for months, chomping at the bit. Uh, first off, uh, 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 an interesting recommend that I came across. It was a show that was recently just added to Amazon Prime. I was under the impression when I clicked play, I thought it was an Amazon original, but it was not. So uh, this show is titled Wayne, and it is from the writers of Deadpool one and two. They yeah. kicked, they got their own show. And what I thought originated on Amazon originated on Amazon Prime did not. I looked it up, and it was actually a YouTube premium show, which aired last year. I, I want to say in the fall 2019. I don't know the exact date, but uh, YouTube premium. I know I don't know if it just didn't perform well. I, I know the whole platform is kind of dying over there, but it never got a second season. But they just added it recently to Prime, I believe, at the at the beginning of November and uh, we started watching it and it, it's just great. It's hilarious. It's just about this kind of a uh, out of luck kid who lives in Massachusetts. Everybody in the show is kind of like this garbage, like kind of white trash, if you will, or I guess new England trash, however you want to say it. And uh, his, his only goal in life when everything falls apart at being 16 is taking a road trip down to Florida to get his, uh, get his father's trams am back. And it's just this fun adventure of this, kid and his new friend trying to make it down the east coast of Florida and you meet all these characters along the way and it's just hilarious it's kind of graphic it's crude it's very uh very not safe for work there's some kind of shocking violence but it's used sparingly uh so that that's a uh, pretty shocking uh but what I want to do is I want to read the synopsis to you because that the synopsis is what sold us on the show. We just happened to pull up Prime. We saw this show being advertised to us like in the banner space and everything. And we read the synopsis and this is how it goes. Wayne, a 16-year-old Dirty Harry with a heart of gold, sets out on a small two-stroke road bike from Boston to Florida with his new friend Dell to get back their shit-hot 79 Trans Am that was stolen from his father before he died. Died. And I was just like, just the fact that somebody used the term shit hot, something I've never heard of before, just told me that just this show had style. And then once I saw that the writers from Deadpool 1 and 2 put this show together, I was just like, okay, easy watch. So we're about halfway through it. We're having a great time. I'm actually kind of uh, partitioning this show out because I easily could have had this show binged like four days ago. But I was like, no, no, no. I don't even know if there's, it's going to get a second season because it was canceled on YouTube. But I have a strong feeling that if I recommend this show hard enough and everybody goes out and watches it on Amazon Prime, I think we'll get a second season on Amazon on Prime because mm-hmm. I don't know why Amazon wouldn't want to be in business with the people that are making the that are writing the Deadpool movies and the show is great it's hilarious uh this kind of the teen cast that they put together is so funny um it's got some uh well-known adult actors um I can't think of the principal's name from the school off the top of my head but one of the fathers in the show is uh is um the guy who plays mayhem in those insurance commercials I know him as Dennis from 30 Rock but he has that total Boston accent that works so well with the show but Everyone, you got to go watch Wayne on Amazon Prime. It's so hilarious. You'll know 100% for sure if it's your type of show. I would say from the cold open, uh, but the whole first episode will really tell you exactly what the show is. So go watch Wayne. Easy recommend. Go check it out. Uh, but outside of uh, Amazon Prime, uh, Disney had a new kind of mini series that, yeah. that dropped called Inside Pixar this weekend. Uh, I've only checked out a couple episodes so far, but it didn't take very long to watch them because I was kind of anticipating something a little bit more lengthy, but each episode seems to be only about 10, 12 minutes long. Yeah, but, they're like um, bite size, like quibby size, really, <laughs> episodes, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, but if you're a big Pixar head, you got to watch these specifically because the first two episodes gives you a little inside information on um, on Soul that comes out in December, right? That's yeah, Christmas gets, Day. Yeah. Yeah, that's when it hits uh, um, Disney+. Plus. So you actually get a little inside story info on Soul before it even comes out. And then in episode two, they talk to this uh, designer who's working on the next announced uh, Pixar movie. I don't remember what it's called, but it's about it, that kind of like coastal Italian um, story. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's supposed to be like a mermaid or some sort of creature in it. So you actually get a little inside of some uh, what that movie is going to be about. So yeah, this one's a super easy recommend. I saw episode three. They're talking to the director that did one of the their shorts. Uh, I think the short is called Out. 
I haven't watched it yet, so I haven't watched that episode yet. I've got to watch the short and then watch this. So, uh, yeah, if you're a Pixar fan, go check out Inside Pixar. But here, the coup de gras, Chris. Yes. Uh, you finally got me back on the Clone Wars train. Ooh. I would say just in time if you've watched The Mandalorian last week, Episode 3. We're not going to spoiler spoil uh, Mandalorian yeah. Episode 3 on this episode. But just in time because you gave me a very helpful list of Clone Wars episodes, the ones that you must watch to get yes. caught up to Season 6 and Season 7. Because Season 6 and Season 7, as I'm aware, are very concise. You do not, you do not need an episode guide to jump around you literally yeah. watch them episode one to episode 13 for both of those episodes so i'm finally up to season six i, I yeah. believe i'm on episode two of season six so i'm in the home stretch for finally finishing this out but i uh you got me to watch the um what what did you call siege of uh, mandalore the, the siege of mandalore the kind of the story arc that happens at the very end of season five and i would say that is very very uh very good watching material if you're watching this season of mandalorian i won't give anything away but i was like wow i'm glad i started watching this when i did because it's supplemental material for that last episode of mando so that's where i'm at now chris uh, i'm moving along pretty smoothly i'm glad i don't have to check out episode guides anymore for this because yeah. even when i was watching them a hundred percent of the way i had to pull up that order because everything was out of order so now i'm glad i'm just on season six and i can just plow through uh to the end of the show and hopefully i'll be i'll be done here before yeah. uh, mando wraps up because it seems like Mando's going in a, in a specific character direction that probably i'm guessing they're saving for the season finale so i i really want to make sure that i i finish watching this before the season finale drops yeah i mean i hope it's before the finale simply because of everything kind of going on but um yeah knowing that dave filoni was the showrunner for the clone wars john favreau was the voice of um mandalorian character in the clone wars mm-hmm. would make sense that they're both bringing some of the story points back for the live action Mandalorian. Oh, man, Dave Filoni, I like I just want to give him like a standing ovation. He is doing I mean, I guess he did some really really cool stuff in the Clone Wars. I mean, I had a shit-eating grin on my face <laughs> in an episode that I watched where the Maul brothers were fighting the Emperor. And it was just great because it's so cool to see the Emperor go from feeble old man to just like cranked up to 11 because you only ever get to see him fight Yoda, which is cool, but it's more of like a battle of like size and wits where like you get to see these these three Sith just battle it all out. And it was so cool. It was great to see it great to see it all play out and yeah. they're just doing some really cool stuff there was like a there was like a four-way battle between the malls and um Dooku? And Obi-Wan and oh. uh oh what's her name she's like the she used to be Dooku's yeah, Asajj Ventress yeah Ventress and they all had red lightsabers so it was just like a just a blur of red lightsabers for a scene it's just like so cool there's some really standout stuff happening in the Clone Wars and uh, we, yeah. we we obviously endlessly recommend the show, and uh, Chris uh, recommends it enough that he motivates me yeah. along to finish well, it. Well, so. it's kind of one of those things, you know, again, Mike Mike only has certain times he watches it. I'm like, no, you've got to get caught up. Like, this is now mm. this is now a very important thing to get caught up on. And, and you know, ironing out what you need to watch versus there are filler ones helps. I mean, that's good for you to help with that. And you get to see those cool moments that – you don't want to tell someone about it. You're like, you got to go watch it. Like, you, you, you yeah. I, I can tell you it looks cool, but until you watch it, you don't know I mean, what you're missing. Fil- I mean, Filoni adding some like background context to Order 66 yeah. in season six. I was like, that's cool. That's smart. I wish this man was in charge of the prequels. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, he was uh, maybe a little bit too uh, a little bit too green in his career. And George Lucas obviously wouldn't have well, known who the hell he was back then. Well, I, I think at the same time, <laughs> honestly, don't put him in, in, in front of this, the prequels. Put him in front of the sequels. Um, oh, man, I would. Dave Filoni needs yeah, his own trilogy. Yeah, I mean, he, he. I don't think he did anything where he's operated right is between mm-hmm. the prequels and and then the original series. Nothing after. Um, he respects the material and, you know, obviously knows what George Lucas was trying to do, but knows how to tell that story in a better way. Yeah. Uh, if, and fill if it Filoni, out. If Filoni doesn't get his own trilogy, uh, Disney just needs to throw a bunch of money on him to make whatever he wants. Yeah. It could be an original idea. He could be reviving an old property that they might own, but I got to see more Filoni. I, yeah. I just, I need it. He's yeah. so good. He, he needs to be the bookkeeper. Um, like what, no matter what it is, we're gonna go ask Dave. Uh, he so. is the Oracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he, like we said, but he's he's our Feige for Star Wars and should be mm-hmm. going forward. So, 
that's great. That's awesome. We are halfway through the episode, or at least 30 <laughs> minutes in of what was normally hours. So let's jump into some, some actual news here. Uh, first and foremost, this is weird. Um, Justice League, right? Zack Snyder's working on it, right? They've done these several mm-hmm. weeks of reshoots, according to, mm-hmm. to the reports. Uh, but apparently, um, these reshoots are only adding like five minutes of footage uh, to mm-hmm. this four-hour movie. So um, <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah, a very important caveat that I asked you for clarification on, which you which you cleared up when you yeah. sent this to me earlier this week, is this is all of the new footage that was yes. shot. So theoretically, we are going to be getting more stuff that we've never seen before, but that's going to be additional footage that was left on the cutting room floor that Snyder already filmed back in the day. So it's not like you're getting like the unrated DVD version and they just threw in a bunch of like you know scenes that you didn't see. Uh, so who knows exactly what the new runtime is going to be of new footage. Uh, hopefully it's well more than five minutes because if you're going to put me through justice league all over again and all of this hashtag nonsense, I want it like it's probably a long shot, but I want at least a third of a new material. Like for me to like really consider this, like something like brand new and shiny, I need at least a third of this to be new. But but we also know he's using nothing Joss Whedon shot, which was, I think had to be over half the movie to get the director credit. So, and that would have been maybe like what an hour. So yes, I think we're getting three extra hours of this, but this is a lot of money and a lot of work to film five minutes of footage. Like, <laughs> do you, what are you missing? Like for five yeah, minutes? It, yeah, it makes me wonder. Is it just like hookups? Like they're just trying to transition from scenes, so they just really need the boilerplate. Get the actor in here to say like one line, so the transition works better. Is this like a brand new scene? Or are they just gonna? Are they filling out stuff? Is this? Are they adding like a whole like? Um, a dark side fight? I doubt it, but maybe. Who knows? I would imagine a dark side fight could be a lot of CG. So yeah, and that makes me wonder how much. If a scene is totally CG, do they consider that a, a, a reshoot? You know, if they even have to bring an actor in, yeah, I don't I, know. I don't think so because uh, you don't get the whole production team available. You don't have to book mm-hmm. any sets, right? Like, or or hire, rehire your actors um, for that. So I, I don't think that would count as a reshoot. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, gleaning from this is like like you said, there seems to be a lot left out on the cutting room floor. I guess yeah. Zack Snyder just maybe does he get a lot of coverage? Does he just film a lot, knowing that he's going to get rid of a lot? I don't know. Well, uh, only questions. Yeah, <laughs> and, and apparently at, le- at least because this was not in the original movie and not and it wasn't filmed, some of this is Jared Leto as the Joker, right? Uh, returning in a what Zack Snyder called a road weary design. So this is like several years after we last saw him in the Suicide Squad, right? Um, so what does this even mean? What does this <laughs> yeah, mean? Uh, no, it, it's going to be like a trench coat. They're just going to put him in a trench coat like they mm-hmm. did with Batman in that yeah. uh, in that um, in that dream flash forward possible future. I don't know. Joker in yeah. a trench coat. That's my guess. Yeah, he's got goggles. Let's put goggles. on. <laughs> goggles. Yes, goggles. Uh, let's put twenty bucks down on goggles. Yeah, yeah, Joker. yeah. That sounds pretty good. So. Uh, even though we will get that Joker again, we we know we have. Uh, I, I don't think we'll ever see Jared Little return again. I think this is all some fun stuff for Zack Snyder. Um, but yeah, I, it's fine. Uh, also, the um, I want to say it was a composer or producer. Somebody was talking about the new trailer dropping on November or get ready for something on November seventeenth. Apparently, it's this new trailer with the new music and possibly some new scenes added to it. Um, I feel like this is going to be the repeating trend for the next year uh with the same trailer with just a little more footage same trailer but just a little more footage than before so um i'm not overly hyped but unless they drop something completely new but i'm not expecting a brand new trailer yeah um for that and we'll be talking about that next week so zack snyder's justice league on the table for hbo max next year wonder woman 84 on the calendar for this year still Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) Variety um, was reporting that the uh, studio executives are having a debate between two options they want to do for this to mm-hmm. make it viable. One is push it to summer of 2021, new release date, right? Just scratch off 2020 for movies. The best one we saw was Bloodshot, Call of the Wind, uh, <laughs> and, and start everything 2021. Or they're going to let it have its Christmas date and then move it to HBO Max in January to get more subscribers because they're not quite Disney plus they're not quite Netflix numbers. They're never going to be, but mm-hmm. it uses as a draw to get new subscribers in the new year. God, I, I just feel like 
if we would have talked about this option, the HBO Max kind of December theatrical release option, um, I feel like my opinion might have been different a couple weeks ago. But just in the last week, all of the reports have been talking about this new coronavirus surge, about how we're actually going into this brand new wave of the virus. And it just seems very irresponsible to push people to a theater in December, especially after I'm sure Thanksgiving holiday in America is going to increase uh, infection rates because people are going to be getting together. Hopefully everyone's being as safe as possible if they have to get together or if you know they do their proper testing and quarantining but i just feel like the numbers are not going to be better by christmas so it just seems very irresponsible for things to open back up uh since things are just not trending positively so as much as i'd love to be able to watch it on hbo max in january it it is kind of making sense to to wait until summer and they're lucky in the sense of they don't have to worry about mcu continuity right they Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about the order in which stuff comes out so it's like yeah they can just put it out next year and they don't really have to worry about like oh no it came out before this movie and now this cameo doesn't make any sense as of right now i don't think any of their movies would 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 i think the suicide squad would need pushback but obviously it doesn't touch anything Mm -hmm. the only thing i can think of is if they say theaters they don't mean american theaters uh, they, oh, they mean international yeah. theaters, and then put it on on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I be, suppose that might, might that might, might be their best out. Yeah, um, so they get some money from the theatrical release, and then there, and then, you know, again, here's the thing: they can release all these movies in theaters again later, right? Like, there's mm. no, there's nothing big that's going to come out that's going to block all the theaters off forever. <laughs> so. You can I mean, make your on. money back in the theaters off these properties. Yeah, come on. Of course we want it to come out HBO Max in January. Chris and I want to be able to yeah. review it and talk about it with the masses. And if it comes out in January, that's exactly what we're going to do. Like, yeah. we're going to watch it. It'll probably drop on a Friday. We'll watch it. We'll review it. And we'll have it up by Sunday for everybody. Yeah, and, and that's what we want to do. That's that's ideal situation. But if they delay it, they delay it. And I'm not really surprised at the end of the day for that either. So we'll keep you guys posted. Uh, WandaVision, Mike, alert, alert. We have a release date for WandaVision. Um, we're going to get to watch this sitcom, which is also set in a TV universe, apparently. Very meta here. Uh, January 15th on Disney+. Plus. January 15th. You know, originally I thought January is kind of a weird month for premium content, right? If you think about the movie release schedule, right? But since you don't really have to rely on the box office, I mean, January kind of makes a little bit more sense for TV because the traditional broadcast schedule for a TV show is usually you kind of get like a mid-season cliffhanger Mm -hmm. or finale. We saw this a lot with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like to split up their their seasons quite a bit. So, you know, a lot of dramas and TV shows have done this in the past. But let's let's take Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, December, you kind of get this cliffhanger and then usually the show comes back in January. So... Yeah, January can be a good month for TV. And, you know, I saw some rumors out there online that there's some other Marvel shows that could possibly be pivoted for January. Um, but so, I mean, this could be an actual uh, month that streamers like to put out stuff like it well, just seems like the, the dates don't have a rhyme or reason, at least with Netflix. It just kind of seems like if it's a holiday movie, they're going to try to put it out around the holiday. But if not. You could have a premium streaming show that's going to be your next favorite thing that you binge in two days that comes out on a random like weekday. You just never really know. Yeah. Well, the only thing I can think of with this is um, they Mandalorian, I think, will end what, uh, right before Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. right before they are putting Pixar's soul out on Christmas Day. And then I believe if I look at the numbers here for subscriptions, the most people go back to subscriptions or add new subscriptions after the holidays because they they spent all their money on big gifts they're like okay i can jump back into a subscription service and go that route if they're out now that's that's if you're looking at new subscribers um disney doesn't need those uh i think but also it's also a nice month break between soul and, and mandalorian to here so people like i don't need to cancel if i'm gonna watch it again right mm-hmm. i'll just renew it and keep i'll just keep my thing going and it'll just be the next movie or show by that time there is, is my thought process here. Um, well, and also you get the, you get better media coverage on the show when, when you're kind of out of the new year, you know, you quote unquote, get people back into the office or virtual office, whatever it is. So it's going to give the, the show more time to breathe. 
as well. So, it, you know, it's a bummer that we have to wait a little bit longer, but, you know. It's like, what, two we weeks? Got, we got, <laughs> we got, you, got, you got time to go watch Wayne. Go watch Wayne yeah. on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's two weeks, which is really not that bad. It could have been much worse. <laughs> you know what, and, and Wayne has his own little superpower. He gets his ass kicked like in every episode and he gets back up so uh, it kind of feels a little bit like kick ass like that he yeah. doesn't explicitly explicit what word am i looking for here Explicit. explicitly yeah. he doesn't ha- he doesn't explicitly have powers as stated in kick ass but it kind of feels like that yeah so go watch wayne before he, uh, you wait for wandavision yeah so yeah we're less than two months away from it so that's that's a plus for us gotta yeah. got something to look forward to uh, another Disney Plus. I feel like every Disney, every Marvel property right now is filming. Everything is filming. Um, and mm-hmm. Hawkeye is one of them. Speculation is increasing for Haley Steinfeld to be Kate Bishop. I believe um, her schedule yes, opened up. Uh, yes, please. So we'll we'll take her. Uh, but also there's a rumor going around that Hawkeye loses his hearing during the series like he does in the comic books. Um, because there is a, a character called Echo, who is a deaf superhero, right? Who, who we've mm-hmm. talked about, but also they're going like a hearing specialist at some at some point in this. So, oh, um, I didn't, I didn't realize. Is that is that canonical in the comic books? Is that like a attribute of Hawkeye at some point? Yeah, in time that he loses his hearing. Yeah, the Matt Fraction version really really touches on that. That he is very very uh, hard of hearing, if you will. Oh, gotcha. I was gonna say the only kind of a uh, uh, ailment that I feel like I remember Hawkeye having is. I don't know if this is ever considered canon or what universe it is, but I know in Old Man Logan, he's blind, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so I just always think of Hawkeye as blind because it's more ironic because he's Hawkeye and he and he and he's blind. So, all right, hearing loss, uh, I guess it works with the story. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, that, and yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, like uh, it, the the fraction runs very, very um, lauded runs very good. So, yeah, that's fine that they borrow some elements from that. Kate Bishop yeah. was in as well. So chalk that up as a win. Uh, another big win here. Thor Love and Thunder continually growing cast, continually mm. getting praises. Chris Pratt coming back as Star-Lord for this movie. Oh. Uh, I don't know how we don't know how much. We don't know how little. Um, but the last time we did see Thor, he was with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. leaving I mean, this is I mean, this is truly the great thing about the MCU and all of these actors kind of being paid <laughs> under one umbrella is that like it yeah it honestly makes the most sense story-wise um just like if you're reading like a comic book you know at least the first page like have some sort of uh tag on it that hooks up with the last time you saw him like he doesn't he doesn't have to like literally go on a mission with the guardians of the galaxy at the beginning of his movie but like we could see like the tail end of a mission complete or something like that or him and star lord at some intergalactic bar and he's like oh it was great working with you you know obviously funnier (laughs) than my ideas that i'm pitching but yeah this is great this is what you love about continuity of a universe is Makes sense for Star-Lord to be in yep. this movie, right? Exactly. And then also, on top of that, Vin Diesel was seen headed to Australia where they're filming this, uh, putting speculation that Groot might be in the film. Um, no. <laughs> but isn't it funny? Like, Vin Diesel does not need to be in Australia, right? No. Like, he could literally... I could just... He could come over to my place. I have the microphone. He could just do the voice. Like, I'd love to have him over. We'll make him dinner, yeah. you know? As long as he's been COVID tested, he can come on over and join us for Thanksgiving. I got a nice Yeti X for you to talk into. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess any excuse to go uh, to, to travel on the company's dime, I mean, take it. Well, and then who knows, you know, uh, how much time has passed... Is this, is this group grown up again to like a bigger group um, or is it still teen group? But we do know from Infinity War and Endgame, uh, uh, Thor has a, a thing for Groot, um, calling him Twig. Uh, you know, several times buds. A, a tree. He made the Stormbreaker handle. They're yeah. bonded forever. Exactly. So I think it's fine. And you know, Bradley Cooper, you know, I expect that to be the next thing. Recording lines in, in Australia for <laughs> Rocket. Um, so yeah, I, I expect that to be some, be some fun. Dave Batista, I guess would be the other one too, wouldn't he? Who'd need to be there in person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I expect to see maybe more guardians of the galaxy pop up or it's a little thing. And you know, um, you know how, um, star Lord and Thor were, you know, they had the sarcasm about masculinity for all the movies. So who's, who knows <laughs> yeah. how that'll end? Maybe, uh, my, my pitch is the movie starts with him arm wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, uh, he's, uh, star Lord is going to lose, but that's my pitch. Some sort of, some sort of gamesmanship yeah. where they're competing over a game. Yeah. Something's got to happen. Uh, Natalie Portman will be picking up the hammer and becoming that version of Thor. So, uh, looking, looking forward, looking forward to Taika Waititi's Thor love and thunder. That's for sure. Yeah. Black Panther 2, I can't believe this is news. I had to put this in there. I can't, why is this even news? <laughs> Producers for Marvel have to come out and say that they will not use a digital double of Chadwick Boseman for Black Panther 2. 
Yeah, of course they're not going to do this. Like, why are people asking? Are you going to use a digital double? No, they're not. Like, that would be absolutely offensive all around. So, <laughs> well, well, also at the same time is I feel like they have so much footage of Chadwick that I would imagine. Yeah, like, you know what, when, when this news happened, uh, when Chadwick Boseman passed away, we kind of avoided talking about what was going to happen in Black Panther 2 because it just didn't seem like the right time to start speculating. Yeah. Even though this is what we love to do on the show. We love speculating. We love talking about rumors, but it just seemed too soon. So I, I think then we would have obviously said like, yeah, doing some sort of weird Tupac uh, bring back to life or digital yeah. double for a character that just tragically uh, passed away. You know, time plus tragedy, people. And it has obviously not been enough time. And, uh, you know, I wonder I wonder if any of these actors have like contractual clauses, you know, especially with how good uh, computer doubles are now. Like maybe they don't even have the legal option to do it. But, yeah, I am really curious how the story is going to go. Right. Because obviously the first thing that you have to do is you have to tell you have to tell your the people yeah. in your world how they lost Black Panther. So I'm curious how they're going to cover it. Um, you know, there's going to be some sort of imagery Do, of Chadwick in the movie in some way because you have to send the character off in some well, sort of way. That, they have a whole afterlife where I could see him being there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it does make me wonder what does well, this mean exactly. I this is your 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 ideas are under the basis assumption that they do not recast T'Challa. Oh, you think that's gonna? You I, think that's gonna happen? I think it's on the table. I, I, if you look at the MCU, they have recast the Hulk. I, I know he didn't die. I know it's tragic. But what do you do if you like? You like look? How is it doable with an actor to make this respectable and not offend that you know the the passing of this person? I think there's a possibility. Um, I think again, I agree. The idea of passing it on to somebody else is probably the better, safer option. Mm-hmm. But there's still always the thing. Maybe we recast because we have more plans for this character as maybe. T'Challa. Not. I feel like I I don't I don't know who the roster or how many people that could possibly fill the boots. Yeah. But I feel like if you really want people to rally around a recast, it's just got to be some mm. iconic. Yeah. Um, African-American actor or African, it doesn't have to be American, just some actor that just everybody's like, wow, this person is an institution and they know that they will take this role yeah. seriously. Whereas in like, really, I mean, Chadwick was uh, somewhat unknown to the, to the major, to the yeah. major masses when he took on the mantle of Black Panther and that worked out really, really well. And it seems like they wouldn't be able to do that again. Right. You can't just bring in a brand new person to, to fill those shoes. Right. right? So yeah, like it- I, I, yeah, I'm glad we both agree that the best idea is to hand over the mantle, but I suppose it is an option yeah. that they could recast. Yeah, again, it's 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 not. I mean, not to say, but like in comic books, when you get a new artist, you get a new series for the same character, they look different, right? Like it's not like it's a, there's like you have to draw them like this every time. There's like a caricature. Movies are different. This whole thing's different. It's very unique. Yeah, um, that would be such a fine needle to thread. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, but ooh, that would be a that would be a backflip and a front flip at the same time. But the fact <laughs> someone be like you're going to use a digital double, right? Like, no, that's that's stupid. That's the stupidest thing you could ever say. Why would you do that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, especially for a main character. The only reason they like people are like well, well, they did it for Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is not the star of Star Wars. She's a mm-hmm. side character of Star Wars now, right? Like that when they did the sequels, like. They used some footage they had, and they used they put her in CG when they could. But like, she's not the main character. Ray was the main character, though. So no one cared enough about Tarkin yeah. to uh, to really worry if he was. And, it, and and his family, I believed, uh, was okay with it. The, yeah, they asked permission before they did any of that. Yeah. but yeah, this is brand new territory. It's so strange. I mean, how are you gonna? I, I'm just more curious, narrative wise. You know, if they have to, you know, write write Black Panther out of the movie. I, I do not want to be the person well, with that burden. No, they write, I guess they'd write T'Challa out, but like, again, at the same, I don't know if Letitia Wright would be the best character to pick up as Shuri as Black Panther, right? Follow home. Yeah. Movie. I don't, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. So, wow. God, what a, what, what a, what a story. Um, the Punisher, uh, John Bernthal seems to think that he's going to get a season three down the road. Um, uh, John, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think people, people like his version of it, right? I think he, he's character. I think, Actors, of course, want um, work, um, so they're like, "Yeah, I'd do a season three in a heartbeat." Yeah. Uh, and they can hold on to it. That's fine, but I just don't think it'll be at Netflix, and I don't think they'll want any of those actors in the MCU. Yeah, I, 
I think we say this all of the time. I mean, all respect to John Berthal and any of these great actors uh, that do these amazing performances. They usually know the least about projects yeah. unless they're a producer that got the project off the ground and running. They're just waiting around for their agent to send them a copy of the scripts. I mean, yeah. they don't really have much push and pull. I mean, like you have to be like Tom Holland level Spider-Man to really have any push and pull. Yeah. Uh, and even then, it sounds like by the reports that you got to literally call somebody up and start crying. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, John Bernthal, I mean, I, I'm glad you still got the energy. Yeah. But uh, you, John Bernthal should be in the next John Wick movie. That would be rad. I want to see him go toe to toe with a uh, John Wick in some way. Uh, I don't want to. Be, so. I don't want him to fight. I don't want him to be the enemy. I want him to be on his team. Ooh, that'd be cool. I like that idea. Yeah, because because you get them both on the same side. That's where you want to see. I want to see John Bernthal not as an anti-hero or villain. I want to see him as the hero with with John Wick. So Ooh. I think there's a lot of properties on Netflix. Like you know, Chris Hemsworth did Extraction this earlier this year, right? Like there are other. Mm you know, secondhand superhero things he could do and probably be fantastic in and really knock out of the park that he should be doing rather than worry about a third season of the Punisher. Ooh, what if John Bernthal was a cop in over his head trying to investigate the underground uh, assassin world? You know, he just like uh, he just starts to dip his toe in, realize he got in too far. And now he's a cop that, you know, mm-hmm. is just trying to survive. And but he's a badass and he can go toe to toe with these assassins because, you know, he's got plenty of experience. And then he meets up with John and then stuff goes uh, crazy. I, I don't know. I, I think I think the cop wouldn't have the skill set that John Bernthal has for for fighting and acting. I think he's a mercenary hired by uh Halle Berry to go back Ooh. up John Wick after right. he's healed. Sending in, sending in some backup. All right, yeah. the cavalry. Yeah, the other like you know John. He's got to be on a horse. We got to bring horses back into it. I know the last movie had horses. But yeah, more horses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got to be some time pass here. We gotta, we gotta let them breathe a little bit. But <laughs> anyway, Punisher season three it ain't on the table. However, Netflix will give Umbrella Academy a season three. Yeah, ten episode we season gotta. this time. I think it was we only gotta. was I it mean, was it eight or ten before? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, but uh, ten episodes is always good. Any anything past ten, I think you're really you're really stretching it. If if it's if it's dramatic, I think comedies can easily yeah. go past ten episodes. Action and, and, comedies, yeah, and and stay their welcome, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I mean. The, I mean, just like a lot of other uh, Netflix stuff, especially superhero stuff. Yeah, yeah, there was a cliffhanger at the end of season two. So I want to know where that goes. I mean, uh, it, it's kind of vibing off this new comic book. That uh, What did you say that, um, that what was that Academy called? Oh, the or, Sparrow Academy. Sparrow That's Academy. Not, it's yeah, not yeah, out yeah. yet, yeah. Yeah, so they, they got a lot to vibe off of there. Um, th- this is one of those Netflix shows that are just kind of like crushing the algorithm, right? You know, they look up those analytics and go like, well, we got to renew it, right? Uh, so season three, that's a big pull. Season four, season five, that's a whole nother question. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother avenue. God, I'm going to be so mad if they cancel this show, yeah. especially if it's if it keeps its quality. Like I'll revolt. I'll well, cancel my Netflix subscription just so they see their stats go down. If they could... End, if they cancel it or end it on their own terms, I'm happy. Don't yeah, don't yeah, can, if they cancel okay. it on this cliffhanger. Yeah, I'd have been upset. I'm like you, sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> you appro- obviously approve them to leave it on a cliffhanger. Why would you do this? But yeah, uh, the last two seasons were were ten episodes each. Uh, I think you know the last one's just as fast. Like this show is so fast, right? It's unapologetically very fast paced and very it's fun. fast and fun. Yeah. It's fast and fun. And it's, it's very good. Uh, great actors. Again, I, I love, I like fives and I like, um, uh, the, uh, the one who talks to ghosts. Um, <laughs> I like how you call him fives after the clone trooper yeah. named fives. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at thinking of his name, but anyway, um, great show. I'm glad this is getting season three. I think we're all very, very excited about this and hopefully yes. knock on wood, they can get into production soon. You still watch anything on the CW? Oh no, not <laughs> really. I think the I think the last thing uh, 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 I watched was probably uh, Katie Keene, which was actually a spinoff of the Riverdale universe, and it got canceled, which yeah. was kind of a bummer because I thought it was good. You know, it was fresh. The CW shows are always at their best in season one, I feel like, because that's, wh- that's where all the good stuff is. And then you kind of elaborate a little more in season two. And then once you hit, like, the back half of a season three of a CW show, things start to get kind of weird. And you're just like, why did they make these decisions? And then yeah. who knows by season four. But, yeah, I think Katie Keene was trying to get a second life on HBO Max, and it didn't quite yeah. happen. 
happened, but that's probably the last CW show I actually watched. Yeah. It's not superhero related. So it was canceled. Uh, Supergirl is wrapping up. I believe this is its last season as well. Um, however, um, a, a character from Black Lightning called Painkiller is supposedly getting a backdoor pilot um, in one of the upcoming season episodes. Painkiller? Were they in the first they season were, at all? They were, yes. Uh, he had dreadlocks, uh, I believe, in that, that. I don't think he does anymore in the new promo shots. But his guy is literally named Khalil Payne. I'm like, I hate it when, like, their name, <laughs> like, I wonder who this painkiller guy is, huh, Mr. Payne? Uh, I don't know. It must be some weird guy, but he's like, um, sounds like a super enhanced kill. He's a super enhanced killing machine known as painkiller. Who's a member of, um, Tobias Whale's gang and is a, a weapon for agency. So, um, tell like, I don't know what his exact abilities are off the top of my head, but it sounds like with these other shows getting, um, you know, the boot or leaving, they're looking to add more shows to the CW, uh, probably lower cost shows. Um, this is also being produced not by Greg Berlanti, but the producer of Black Lightning. Um, hmm. So um, sounds like maybe they they're they're working on something fun here. I mean, that is always uh, like uh, that always is like a secret backdoor strategy that some of these CW shows do have is the is kind of the the niche crazy passionate audience because that's what legends of tomorrow has right like i never hear anybody talk about that show anymore but when i do hear somebody talk about it they're just like this it's genius it's amazing what they're doing on this show they've gone in a totally different direction they've really carved out their own it's like it's own. it's like it's it's its own entity now that you can really just enjoy and you don't have to worry about this whole universe that it exists in so it seems like black lightning might be trying to do the same strategy so um you know go ahead go crazy uh, i know the only other cw show that i'm aware of is uh sabrina and i believe the last season drops on netflix and yeah i think christmas uh, uh, new year's eve or like new year's day or something so that's good. another cw property well, that's going to be wrapped well cw brilliant you know what i mean yeah brilliant property that's wrapping up yeah because like i guess it was like the one spinoff that wasn't on cw like they mm-hmm. went to netflix and i've heard people people really love it. i know people who read it so um yeah that's that's good i mean this is the, the backdoor pilot worked for the flash i don't know if a show named painkiller is going to get any traction but if if they write some good stuff for it and they feel good maybe this can be like some yeah mid-season fillers right some 13 episode yeah, stuff I, I feel like if i had to describe kind of like the berlanti kind of universe or kind of phase of the studio this is kind of like phase three that they're in right yeah. the first phase was like the phase where everything was blowing up the second phase is when all of these shows were starting to get green light they were getting third and fourth and fifth seasons they're adding all the crossovers in and like now the uh, phase three they're just kind of like what do we do what's what's our next this, bet you know this is like the the the, the era of um lesser known characters or characters Mm -hmm. that probably should have been a bigger deal like they have what the superman and lois show uh painkiller uh i'm sure there's something else in there uh the phase three almost seems experimental right it's just kind of like what do we do we're putting some stuff on streaming you know we got stuff there in different universes let's see how this goes yeah yeah good good luck for them we'll see how this goes we'll keep you posted uh, and, and you know, if, the fact that you can get some backdoor pilot, not a full pilot, is pretty good. You know, that means it's going to air at least. So, good for them. We mentioned it earlier, but Bloodshot, Mike, Ooh, sequel Chris, is in the I works. Didn't see, I didn't see this in our show notes until just now. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is the one thing I said when we reviewed the movie earlier this year. I would welcome a sequel for this film because I think there's enough here to have fun with. And they're getting it. This is great. Yep. So I mean, I hope I hope this isn't just a rumor. Yeah. The no. I mean, right now this is from the producer uh, of DMG. I guess is like the company that made it. Um, mm-hmm. with Sony. Um, is that there are plans for this? Uh, they didn't talk about directors or anything, but like they're not using traditional theater models to measure success for this, right? Because it was out for a week before everything shut down. So they're uh-huh. like, you know, we can't tell you it's a failure because it had a week in theaters and nobody went to it. We have to use other things. So their thing is success. Vin Diesel is always a big, big draw, right? Uh, mm. They said Fast and the Furious epa movies are wrapping up sooner than later. Uh, so you know, get them while you got them, and let's let's do it. So let's. Uh, yeah. I think that would be fun. Yeah, that's kind of a, the secret sauce, right? Is Vin Diesel is one of the kind of the few calibers of actors right out there where. You could put him in literal. You could put him in a in a garbage can and film that garbage can for ninety minutes, 
and you're probably going to make profit on it, you know, even if your budget was really high. I don't know, like because a gold garbage can, I don't know what would make that so expensive, right? But he's the, he's the type of guy that gets return on investment. So it, it if it wasn't a big name, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't get a sequel. But yeah, he can push ticket sales. Yeah, exactly. And, and I would not be surprised if he steps up with maybe some sort of, if he wasn't already like a bigger producer, maybe more than an executive mm-hmm. producer, like a full producer. Um, the only thing is the only thing that would put us in, like they were talking about doing this, um, Valiant universe, um, cinematic universe, Valiant cinematic mm-hmm. universe, Paramount acquired the rights to one of the series called Harbinger, uh, last from Sony last year. So it sounds like it might just be a bloodshot solo universe or maybe pull in like Exo Manowar or, um, you know, yeah. Rye or something I don't, like that. So. Yeah. I don't want to be crass if somebody yeah. out there truly loves these characters, but like me, I don't think most people really care yeah. so much. I, uh, <laughs> here, here, meet these characters you don't know, uh, and go yeah. that route. So, yeah, I think this was, I think this is great news. Like, like I said, we had a good. I mean, is it was an okay film earlier this year, right? Like, yeah, not it offensive. was okay. It was it wasn't it wasn't a waste of time. Which you know, you, you can't ask for much more in twenty twenty. Right well, now, e- right? even before that, you know, we're like, you know, we're in a, a year of full of you know Marvel movies and and DC movies. What are we gonna get? And then it was like, ah, Bloodshot. Will it be? But like, yeah, it's all right. Turned out okay. Lastly, do you remember watching The Scorpion King as a young child? Uh, I remember The Scorpion King. You watched it last week? No, I'm kidding. First introduced in uh, Mummy 2, right? That is correct. Uh, Dwayne Johnson played the Scorpion version of The Scorpion King in um, The Mummy 2. Was was it The Tomb of The Scorpion King or something like that? Mummy 2? I don't know. But then he had the... the, the, I thought it was The Mummy Returns. Wasn't it The Mummy Returns? Isn't that technically the title of the second one? Hell if I know at this point. (laughs) Uh, Those were the golden days of uh, Brandon Frazier, right? Like, I I miss those. Um, But uh, soon after, it got The Rock as the origin story of this character. It was like one of his first movie roles, right? Like, he wasn't Mm. much of an actor then. Um, It's okay. I have the soundtrack for this movie. Um, It's all a bunch of, like, (laughs) early 2000s new metal, uh, if you will. But, um, yeah, so Dwayne Johnson is producing a modern-day reboot of The Scorpion King. Um, Now, I want to pull this (laughs) up here. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? I'm going to pull this up here. I believe there is, uh, in this franchise, uh, the film series, i got to pull it up here because there are um, at least five scorpion king movies in that franchise what yes so what <laughs> yes so direct to videos all the way through here right wow. um the scorpion king 2 rise of a warrior um scorpion king 3 battle for redemption has billy oh zane gosh. in it by the way <laughs> scorpion king 4 quest for power now if that's not the worst name in the world i don't know <laughs> what is uh, and that has um, actual um, Lou Ferrigno in it, who's you known for his, his roles. <laughs> that, and then lastly, um, in 2018, the Scorpion King Book of Souls was released. So, wow. uh, yeah, they they snuck four of these under your nose, Mike, without you knowing. So, um, <laughs> I think I think a, I think a reboot's fine. I I don't like the new Mummy compared to the old Mummy um, movie. I, I mean, think it's is fun. there? Is there a big appetite for more Egyptian-based uh, kind of science fiction? Uh, didn't wh- what was that? A uh, what was that box office bomb that happened? What was like two or three years ago? Like, was it Gods and Kings or Oh, that was like Egyptian gods. That was like five plus years ago. Was uh, it? Yeah, oh. th- that's been a while since they've gone. I mean, I think I think I've there's a, an opportunity here for it. I mean, if you've got the rock attached to it at some point. You're gonna do it, right? But yeah. Well, if he's just producing, it sounds like he's not going to be. No, in. I don't. I don't <laughs> think so either. But I think you know, at the same time, you know, he he could be in, in like a a side role, maybe not the main character. But but the whole point of that was the original Scorpion King. It was the Mummy Returns, by the way. You're right. The original Scorpion King is the origin of this in ancient Egypt. This new one will be um, a actual like modern day version of this, like a contemporary adaptation of this character. Well, so like some barista in, uh, in Queens is going to find out that they're the heir to the Scorpion King. And they find the, uh, they find the old staff in their grandpa's basement. And then I've become the Scorpion King. I, I'm I, just trying to figure out I, I, how I, they modernize them. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, you put them in, why are you put them in a Starbucks in Queens? It's all Egyptian. I'm sure it'll be something in Egypt. Some tomb is going to be star, opened. A Starbucks in but, Egypt. I'm sure. I know they have KFCs over there. So yeah. they gotta have Starbucks. Well, I will tell you the the writer for this is the same writer who wrote Straight Out of Compton. 
Um, <laughs> okay. Which again, there's no relation to that other than that movie. I think got a lot of awards. Um, yeah, I mean, Straight Outta Compton. Um, that's a biopic, but they went on to do something, uh, something fictional. I, I, I want to say, were they involved? Uh, I, no, I think I'm, I'm thinking of the producer that's involved in a different project. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But at least the writers got some credentials. But it is hilarious thinking a biopic straight out of Compton, uh, moving into Scorp- Scorpion King modern well, reboot. Well, it's just y- wow. Yeah, y- you know, we we have our vices, Mike. We have all all have things. Maybe he watched it as a child and loved it, and was like, you know what, yeah, I want to do I this. I suppose I suppose I should be less harsh. I did just go on and on about Bloodshot being yeah. surprisingly entertaining. So. Um, I'll let it. I'll let it slide. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I, you can't say much until it's out there. But you know, I wanted to put it out there, so and it's fun stuff. Well, Mike, that's our news for this week. I'm gonna go jump in, swing around uh, New York a bit more this evening before I call it a night. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you get to do the same. So, if people know what you're up to, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, on Xbox, it's just Valdan. You can find me on there if you want to see what's going on. Uh, people know more about our episodes, like the review we did last week of New Mutants, or any other news episodes, where can they find those at? Oh, they can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see all the crazy stuff we talked about this week with nice little timestamps, uh, you can find that in your episode descriptions, or you can go to SuperheroSlate.com and find it there as well. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and the gram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you thanks for reaching out every week if you're a fan of the show letting us know what you're watching uh what you're excited for we love it when you do that and that makes us uh that makes us happy that you're enjoying the food snack segments yes saw some positive reviews so we will do our best to work in more food to the show because i mean it's all about vices right Mm -hmm. we're all just nerdy people that just want to indulge uh in the stuff that we like and everybody loves snacks so it's just a great pairing we're just waiting for that hostess cinematic universe to really kick off (laughs) yes uh, little the little debbie cinematic universe little debbie goes out and starts recruiting the twinkie kid i don't even know if that's the same corporate branch or arm but (laughs) have you heard about the snack initiative uh, have you heard about that? So there you go. Oh, I love it. We'll pitch that. We'll pitch that next week. Yeah, we'll work on uh, that. Stay tuned. Stay subscribed. Next week is our 300th episode. Woo! We have no special plans, but it's a it's a milestone for us. So I think that's pretty exciting. You just finished listening to the episode 299. So come back next week, and I don't know. Maybe we'll have developed our or snack universe I, a little yeah, bit we'll, more. Yeah, we'll try to pitch that for a 300th episode premise, Mike. So Yeah, well, let's see how that, let's see how that goes. Right. But uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show, I don't have to remind you to vote anymore. Unless you live in Georgia, you're going to be having runoffs there soon, so make sure you stay informed. Uh, but uh, make sure you're subscribed, share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and wear your mask. Uh, it, it's getting a little dicey out there, folks. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. See you, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Giraffe boner. A giraffe boner. I saw a giraffe boner.